0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Live Immediately podcast with Mike Campbell. Thank you so much for listening. This is where I have conversations with people who are living life on their own terms. We dive into those big moments that have pushed them through the fears and self-limiting beliefs that hold so many of us back. Now this is an episode that really demonstrates why I love long-form interviews. Time allows me to dive deep and penetrate into the hearts and minds of the people I have the privilege of interviewing. My guest today, Abby Lutus, is a world traveler and host of the Wonderlusters Mind podcast. I imagined that our conversation would center on travel and adventure, how traveling is this wonderful teacher as the lessons are taught before an adventure, during an adventure, and when you arrive home from your adventure. Abby and I do discuss such lessons like having the courage to leave a comfortable routine, being vulnerable and stepping out of your comfort zone, and becoming more open-minded and curious. Abby also talks about intuition and paying attention to that little adventurous voice inside you that tries to nudge you down new paths, that if you don't listen to what your body is trying to communicate to you, then you will feel stuck and nothing will ever change. But where this conversation takes a beautiful turn is when I ask Abby what she is most fearful of in her life right now. I could feel Abby breathing into her heart. Abby led with the rawness of her vulnerability, and her answer could be echoed through the souls of many people today. The struggle to find human connection with so much technology in our life. When our heads are down in the palms of our hand, how can we see the beautiful faces of the world trying to connect with us? I hope you enjoy my conversation with the courageous Abby Lutus. Hi, Abby. How are you?
1: I'm good. Thanks, Mike.
0: And welcome to the podcast. It's so good to have you on. We, uh, we actually chatted, oh, what, maybe a few months back when you launched your wonderful podcast, The Wonderlusters Mind, which takes a really interesting twist on travel and you, you highlight the return of people's adventure and the, the reverse culture shock, which, you know, some people can kind of face. So, firstly, congratulations on your podcast, Abby.
1: Yeah, thank you. I'm I'm absolutely loving it. Loving all the different people that I'm meeting, and you know it was great to meet you in in this way. And um, oh, I just I just love hearing the stories of of other people's travels and and what they go on to do after their
0: travels. It's so true. Like people that love adventure, if you can't beat on like doing it yourself, the next best thing is actually listening to other people talk about their travels.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and there's so many different wonderful stories that, that people have that it's, um yeah, if you can get them to uncover those stories, it's absolutely
0: wonderful. Well, let's see if we can get you to uncover some of yours today and, and travel. You know, it's been a huge part of your life. And I think that you have literally traveled all over the world. And you, you love extended travel, which is the kind of travel that I personally love as well. And it's kind of where you're away from your your home for extended or longer periods of time. But what made you initially pack the backpack and hit the road a few years back?
1: Mm, what a great question. Um, I think it all came back to this intuition that was there was this little voice inside me that was saying what are you doing I was living I was living in Melbourne and working in a in a nine-to-five job in in a hospital in Melbourne and I really didn't like it at all. I was sort of on the wrong path in in my career of what I call it, but I guess there's perhaps we're never on a wrong path. And so I was working in in this hospital uh, in an event management role, um, raising money for the foundation. And I just had this calling and I would be driving to work every day and I would hear these ad- advertisements on the radio and I, it was I think for the defense force and it was saying you know do you really want to live in a nine to five job work in a nine to five job and working at a desk and I every time they would come on and I was like no I don't want to do that and why am I doing that and and yeah I just had this n- inkling and this nudge that was saying what are you doing and uh one day I guess it just came to the crunch and I decided I'm going to get out of here and I decided to book a ticket to Buenos Aires and then I had my deadline and I and I had a few months to get myself sorted and pack up and get out of there.
0: So you thought that travel was better than joining the armed forces? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'd had so many. I'd done a little bit of travel before. Um, I did some backpacking around Europe and I'd travelled for some sport and um, a few trips here and there. And I'd thought to myself, oh, I never want to go and do the whole travel and live and, you know, I guess kind of be a nomad. A lot of my friends had done that and my cousin in particular, and she would always encourage me and she said, you have to go, Abby, you would absolutely love it. And I was just like, no, I don't think it's for me. I think, you know, I'm happy to go on a couple of weeks and and then come back to my comfortable routine. And I think, I guess, perhaps the little voice on my shoulder, the nagging voice of my cousin and just being curious, I, um, I felt like I didn't really have anything else that I wanted to do. And this was something that I was curious and wanted to explore more. So, yeah,
0: that's um that's how it came about. And and what did your travelling like what did it look like? Were you backpacking and hostelling for years on end or how did how did your your travelling look? Yeah. So
1: my, initially I had no idea what it was going to be and I, in my mind and what I told my friends and family was that I was going for six months and, uh, I was going to travel backpack around South America and then I'd be home and I'd figure out what I was going to do with my life. And, um, and I really didn't know what it was going to look like. I had a few places that some people had recommended that I should go in South America. Um, and I had two nights accommodation booked in a hostel backpacking, I suppose, backpacker style in, in Buenos Aires. And and then when I got there, I sort of thought, I kind of want to stay here for a little bit. So uh managed to find a couple of friends and we... We rented a little apartment uh, in Buenos Aires and lived there for about six weeks. And I immersed myself in learning Spanish and um, living the daily life in in Buenos Aires, which was which was quite fun. And and then I sort of was like, okay, I think I'm ready to travel now. So put the backpack on and yeah, and hit the road. Traveled around for a couple of months. I uh, went, um, did a lot of traveling through. Argentina was fortunate enough to go up to Iguazi Falls and down to Patagonia and then went came up into Chile and <clears throat> and Bolivia and was went to the incredible um, Machu Picchu and hiked on the Inca Trail and and then I started. Um, I came to Bolivia, and I started thinking. <laughs> I started running out of money, or well, that was one thing. Um, uh, it's,
0: it's always a tough chestnut when you're <laughs> when you're traveling, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I thought I don't want to go home yet, and I really couldn't see myself going back to Australia. And so, uh, another friend that I had had said, "Why don't you come up to Canada and come and um, live up here and and do a season in the in the snow." and i thought okay that that kind of sounds like fun i'm not i'm still not really sold on it but i um sort of started getting things in order for that to happen and as the day sort of loomed closer i thought well i don't have any other um you know i did have other options but this was sort of the best one for me and so i yeah i decided to go up to canada and um my plan was to stay there for the winter and I loved it so much that I ended up staying there for three years and from there I, I based myself there and I did more backpacking trips down to Central America and road trips through the States and through Canada and
0: yeah, it was
1: really all all different types, but I guess mainly backpacking was um, the way that I traveled.
0: Yeah, beautiful, Abby, and, and like, you know, traveling to all of those beautiful places and seeing so many wonderful people and, and, you know, meeting new people that I guess then guides your, your next location. But travel is so much more than the places we see and and the people that we meet, like it it can sometimes create like an internal shift inside you, which is what I personally love about traveling. Mm. How do you think travel has changed you as a person?
1: Oh, in so many ways. I think it just gives you uh, such a greater perspective on the world. And the way that it has changed me is it it's really taught me about other cultures and other countries and other ways of being. Um, it's really taught me to become open-minded or just to um, continue to be more open-minded and and I think that when we're exposed to so many different ways of living and different ways of being from other people, then um, it's hard not to be curious about that and to think, well, maybe they have um, some better ideas than we do and and ways that we could adapt these into our lives and so I think that you know entering into that unknown you have to i guess you have to have a level of of vulnerability and if you want to make friends when you're traveling you have to be open so um, yeah it really teaches you how, how to to be open and, and step into that um, I guess almost be courageous to step into that part of you that is is there that you um, you know that you really want to uncover so I think being open-minded is that's definitely changed me in that way. It's taught me how to be resilient, be resilient <laughs> and adaptable. Uh, you, you're put in so many situations which um, you, you just would never expect, or you never um, would come across these in in you know, or I would never have come across this type of a situation if I was still working in the office in Melbourne mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, you know. Just little things, like I remember when I was in Europe and and I was travelling with my sister and we got to, uh, I think we we got to Bordeaux and we just could not find the accommodation and we... (laughs) we were so tired from traveling that we just lost it at one another and we had the biggest fight. And uh, had that been anyone else, a friend or um, just someone that I'd met in my travels, I could easily have just picked up and said, I'm just going to, you know, go on my own from now on. But it was my sister. So you just, you have to figure that stuff out. And you know you, t- um traveling you know it makes you tired and grumpy at some stages but it puts you in these positions where you really have to dig a little deeper and um yeah figure out how to get through the difficult challenges that might be really small in some some circumstances as i just mentioned with my sister <laughs> so yeah
0: you you, you, can't, you mentioned earlier about like wanting to travel to kind of get out of that comfortable routine that you had uh, in your life in Melbourne. And, and I guess one of the lessons that I love about traveling is how it has the ability to push you out of your comfort zone. How have you brought that skill of stepping out of your comfort zone, whether that be a little argument with your sister in a foreign land or having to kind of make new friends while you're traveling, but how have you Brought that skill back into your day to day life,
1: mm, yeah, well, I think it's just you know feeling when you're on that edge of you know I know I want to make some sort of change, and the only way I can do it is to get a little bit uncomfortable, and you know we can we can sit in our comfort zone all day long and and we can have, you know, a reasonably great life. But I think I think that if you experience these times where you do step out of your comfort zone, you realise that there is so many wonderful experiences and amazing, incredible opportunities on the other side. And so I think that when you do that once, then you realise that, you know, if I have to stretch myself again, I know that it's going to be for good reason, and that there's going to be a, a wonderful outcome, no matter how scary it seems at first. So, I guess when I when I came back from um, this stint of being away for, I think it was three and a half years, I just remembered those times when I'd had to, you know, when you, you're faced with these things or challenges that seem fearful, to realize that it's just another opportunity for you to grow and yes it might be challenging and difficult and uncomfortable but if you actually take those courageous steps and and be vulnerable as I was talking about before then you realize that what's on the other side of that is something so much more rewarding for you and I think Just being able to tap into those times is a way that you can really bring that back into your own life.
0: Mm. And you mentioned fear there, and fear is this beast that prevents many people from doing different things or things that they love, whether that be extended travel or packing up their family and and going overseas. But it could also be like leaving a job that you don't like or or restudying to, to do a career that you might love. Um, or simply like that fear of change. And so we we don't do anything and we just stay in a default kind of mode. Mm. But change, it seems to be, I guess, a key ingredient in your life. How, how do you deal with the fear that comes along with change?
1: Mm. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because the biggest fear that I had uh, was – leaving a secure job. And I was really concerned about, um, I'd had a few, what I call good jobs <laughs> when I was living and working in Melbourne. And I was so afraid that uh, I would not be able to get a job like that before <laughs> again. Oh, again, sorry. And, um, you know, I'd sort of worked my way into this situation where I was in the, in this great job. And that was the the hardest thing for me. And I thought, I don't know if I'm, you know, if I'm doing the right thing here because I'm stepping out of this this great paying job, this secure job. Um, but then, when it came to the time uh, when I was moving up to Canada, I w- was doing my research. I, I had done a tremendous amount of study, and I had uh, skills as a massage therapist that I hadn't really used. And when I contacted um, some places to to get the job up in Canada. There was three, uh, jobs going for massage therapy and I spoke to them all and they all offered me to come in for interviews. They all offered me to, uh, to offered me the jobs in, in their workplaces. And that really taught me that I do have these skills that um, I can go out and get work, and I'm I'm resourceful. You know, I I do have um, skills because, and that was the biggest fear for me. And I think that whole lesson really taught me that um, I guess that lesson of resilience and and you know there there is a way that you can always figure things out. Um, so I'm not I'm I'm forgetting the question that you originally asked. Why? No, it was just
0: it was just more about like with change there's so much you know change is something that happens in your life a lot like how do you deal with the fear that comes along with change because often when we're we're changing or doing something different there's there's an immense amount of unknown and it's that unknown that I feel prevents a lot of people so I was just trying to see how you step into that unknown how you deal with that fear and allow that change to happen
1: yeah and um yeah, it's that unknown, and it goes back to what we were talking about with with the comfort zone and and getting outside of that. And I think sometimes we can create stories about what we don't know, and uh, we can create this idea that it's quite scary and it, it's not as good as what we're the situation that we're currently in, um, but we don't ever really make up stories about how wonderful and amazing it could be and and how much better that it could be in, in our life. And so I guess when I'm approaching change, I try to look at all the amazing things that this change can offer me and all the wonderful opportunities that it can bring to me. And just as an example, Last year, around this time, I decided to move uh, up to the mountains in Australia. Um, you can probably see a common theme here. I love getting to the snowfields, and it was that change again from my living situation, and I had to let go of a lot of things. But when I, I didn't ever really look back when I got there because the change that I had grown into really was so much better than what I was living in, in my old life back on the coast. And so, so I think if we can start to reframe those stories uh, to really look at how how positive or look yeah. at the positives that change can, can bring rather than, oh, this is scary or this is not going to serve me very well.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's very true. We often can look at the unknown and think that because we don't know it, it's it's gonna be a negative where mm. it could actually be this this beautiful piece of positivity and, and something that we're actually gonna love. Mm. So what thing are you fearful like in your life? Like what's the thing that you're fearful of right now the most? Oh.
1: <laughs> that is a great question. <laughs> What am I fearful of right now? Hmm. I don't know. (laughs) Just let me take a minute to think about this one, Mike. Yeah, I guess it's probably – going to be a strange sounding answer but I think um, the way the world is moving uh, today with all the technology and social media and, and so much communication now happening online, I guess I really get worried about making true genuine connections because it it seems like more people are spending more time online with their heads down in their phones um and not really being in the present moment and and having the experiences i, I was just at the airport last night and i was standing in the line to get on the plane and probably 99 percent of people were just had their heads down on their phones engaged in in some other world and so not really any opportunity there to, to connect with new people and, and have an experience. And I thought, how how boring is that? And so I think it, uh, it then makes it challenging, more challenging for us to really get out and make those genuine connections when people are just living this life that's uh, head down in their phones on social media, um, so, looking at somebody else's life.
0: <laughs> so in a sense, we try to connect with people online but then when we're out in the world we're not connecting with people in person is that what you mean?
1: I think so yeah, yeah. I think the connections the the connections that are happening online are just happening uh, everywhere and so when we're yeah exactly right what you say is exactly right when we're out in the world these opportunities are are much less now because you know i remember my first trip to europe or when i backpacked there with my sister um no one traveled with phones we would we would go to an internet cafe and maybe spend you know we would laugh that we'd spent half an hour checking our facebook and we were like what you know what were we doing but there was just so many opportunities to go and chat with someone at the hostel or um you know Meet people in in the little streets that we where we were, um, and and have those conversations and and really get to know someone. Whereas nowadays, more and more people are just so engaged with with their phones. And you know, I'm not immune to this either. I, I also am on my phone as well. And and it's just you know we need to constantly be reminded that I think when we're in the presence of other people, we need to really give them our presence <laughs> because if if we're on our phone, then what's the point in, in being there with, with those other people?
0: And it, and I think, too, even if those other people are strangers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it was just last night when I was at the airport, it was just so sad. I was like, everyone is just like eyes down in their screen. No one was talking to one another.
0: So I'm going to dig a little bit deeper here, Abby. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> But with your answer there, how does that create fear for you in your personal life?
1: Mm, Well, I guess I haven't really um, come to a stage in my life where I feel settled. Um, I'm still single (laughs) and I, I don't have roots down anywhere. And so it's, you know, it's connecting with those people that are, you know, the people that you want to surround yourself with and, um, you know, I don't want to miss that opportunity because of this, um, you know, so much technology and, you know, I do connect with people online and I do want to get get that connection offline as, as quickly as possible so, you know, you can have those bally to bally conversations and the experiences in the world and, and not just over – messages because i think there is a lot of there is so much lost in in communication online you know it's just words and you don't have the um emotions and um the tone and the body language behind it and sometimes we misinterpret it and so yeah i feel i feel worried that you know so many people are, are getting lost in this virtual world um and not really experiencing the t- true mm-hmm. connections that we can be having. So yeah. I guess that's how it you know it scares me in in my personal life.
0: Yeah, 100%. It's it's you know obviously this conversation has taken a tangent which I'm I'm happy to go down. But it's it's interesting because the the topic that you bring up now about that that lack of I guess personal contact and even though that we can communicate so freely um, and on so many levels online, that personal contact isn't there. And I was, I was having this conversation with a friend down in Sydney, uh, a couple of weeks ago who is, I'm going to say mid thirties to, you know, let's say like around 36, 37 and that struggle, you know, she's a beautiful girl, great job, loves adventure, loves sport. She's, she's talking to me and I'm like, I don't understand the, how you haven't found somebody, you know, you kind of tick all of those boxes. And she was pretty much saying like meeting people, that's not the issue online. Like you can do that easily, but then really getting into that, that deeper knowledge of the person in like face to face was, was really challenging. And it's kind of, she was saying, it's kind of impossible now to meet somebody in person that the only options are online online.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, it's – yeah, I mean, we don't want to create this idea that things are difficult and hard and, and, you know, we need to have an outlook that, you know, there there are, I guess, um, you know, exceptions to the rule. But I do find that, yeah, meeting people – I don't know if they just, you know, I'm talking in terms of relationships and that type of thing. You, you know, you meet people online and they seem to just want to chat to you online, like messages back and forward. And I just think I actually don't have time for this, and, <laughs> I, and I, I just want to meet you in person to see if, you know, if if you're if I'm interested in you, and um and if I am, great, we continue. If not, then I don't want to waste my time just um sending messages back and forward, uh, you know, online because it's not you don't really get to know the person that way. And if you've never met them before, then you – how do you really know what that – if that's mm. – how do you really know what they are like? So, mm. yeah, it is it is interesting and it's um, – <laughs> that, that that whole online dating, I suppose, is, is such a minefield and um, trying to navigate that is certainly mm. very different.
0: <laughs> and, and I think too, like bringing that back to travel now, like – if everybody can find all the answers on their phone straight away while they're traveling, then they don't kind of need to ask locals or ask other travelers. Like that's sometimes the beauty of extended travel and backpacking that you get to a place, you see someone else with a backpack. Hey, uh, how do I catch the bus to such and such? Ah, oh, we, we're going that way. Do you know what I mean? When now you mm. can just kind of jump online and you don't even need to have those interactions.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it is information is at our fingertips, which is amazing, but we still need to have that human connection. And I think, um, traveling solo is great because you are on your own and you can be forced into these situations. You want to make friends. So you have to put yourself out there. And, um, but as you said, everything you can access the answers to on your phone I actually went to Cambodia last year and decided that I didn't I wasn't going to use my phone um for social media I had to use uh emailing for for work purposes but I really wanted to limit the use of social media so I just took time off and it was so freeing and it really immersed me I, I was in Cambodia and I just had the most amazing um experience of truly being immersed in in that country and uh you know there were times that I wanted to go online and and share a picture on Instagram of where what I was doing and what I was up to but um it really just helped me to stay present Mm. in that moment and really lap up the experience so and I think I think
0: I think too like sometimes trying to take that photo for social media takes you out of what you're actually doing. And I know that's something that like we all kind of try to capture that moment for later on, but then it Mm. actually takes you out of that moment. You you used a word at the beginning of our chat today, intuition. Mm. Now, is that something that you've learned or how do you cultivate it?
1: I think we all have it. Uh, I think it's just a matter of tapping into it. And for me, it was just listening to these little oh, – my sister described it perfectly to me one day and it was a long, long time ago. And she sort of said, we have these little, um, you know, we have a little devil that sits on one shoulder and a little angel that sits on the other. And, you know, they can they can tell us things. And so the, I, the way that I sort of see it is the devil is a bit like our ego, It'll, you know, tell us to stop if we're getting into a situation that might be stepping you out of our comfort zone, but little angel will will tell us to, um, you know, it'll give us those nudges like the nudges that it gave me, you know, it sort of had these questions for me like, what are you doing here? Like why are we, what, what are you doing working in this job? It's not really what you want to be doing and it's about, I think, really knowing yourself and really listening to and I guess it's not listening necessarily for the words to come and some people it's more a feeling or a sensation but it's just tuning into where you're being guided to or where you're being told to to go next and and not just blindly following what everybody else is doing especially those people around you or or what society expects of you I think it's it's sort of feeling into your own energy and trusting you know what am i being called to do right now <laughs> that might sound a little bit woo-woo but i really think that everyone has access to intuition if we just sit for a moment or you know get present in a in an experience or you know stop our thoughts or just let go of you know what we're continuously thinking about day in day out um, and just be, you know, I think Mm -hmm. that's when we can access this intuition that will help us to, you know, give us answers to what's next.
0: (laughs) And uh, one more answer that I would love from you, Abby, and it's a question uh, that I ask everybody on the podcast, and that's if you could please describe your perfect day. Mm, Beautiful.
1: I think the perfect day for me would be, of course, I would love to say getting up and being in a different country and travelling, you know, having wonderful adventures, but that's not always reality. And so a perfect day, i get up and I would engage in my, you know, personal rituals. That includes um, some mindset work and some visualisation. And then it goes into a bit of movement exercise, get the blood moving, get everything flowing in your body. And it's, you know, for me, it would involve, seeing some of my coaching clients, um, doing some work, meeting with friends, sharing great food, great conversations, really good connection and some type of adventure. So <laughs> whether that's hiking in nature or visiting a waterfall or going to the beach or going snowboarding and, and with other people um, to have that connection, whether it's friends or family, I really think that would be my perfect day. So simple but <laughs> so beautiful.
0: Well, that that's the beautiful thing about simplicity, it is, is that it is always so wonderful. And um, you know, hey, out in nature and and on the snowboard, happy days. Oh um, gosh, yeah. <laughs> but Abby, thank you so much for your time. And again, as I said earlier, thank you so much for the the great work that you put into your podcast. Um, and and also thank you for going on that tangent with me. I know that it it's it was a little bit left to centre, but I. I you know, it was beautiful. Um, if people want to reach out to you and learn a little bit more about you, what's the best way that they can do that?
1: Yeah. So people can find me at, and just before I go there, I just want to say thank you, Mike, uh, for having me, um, on the show and allowing me to open up into this conversation. It was great that we, we went down that path and, you know, I didn't expect to go there, but I think that's what, you know, true connection and great communication is about is when conversations go in a different way and, and you don't expect it, but you can, you know, be courageous enough to, to go there. So um, where can people find me? You can find me at my website, uh, which is www.abbylutus.com. I'm on social media. Uh, you'll find me on Facebook at The Wonderlusters Mind and on Instagram at Abby Lutus. And my podcast is The Wonderlusters Mind. You can find that where all podcasts are uh, hosted.
0: Well, thank you for your kind words, Abby, and I will definitely make sure that I link to all of that in the show notes at liveimmediately.com. Now, is there anything that I, I left out here, anything that you want to add before we part ways?
1: Oh, I don't think so. I, I just, um, I think I'd like to maybe finish with a beautiful quote that I love. <laughs> so thanks again. It's been an absolute honor to chat with you here. But I think the quote that I wanted to leave you with is that I think travel is the only thing um, that you that you can buy that makes you richer. So if I can leave the listeners with that inspiration, I'd love to do that.
0: (laughs) I love it. I do love it. Well, thank you, Abby, and thank you everybody for listening. And until next time, have fun and live immediately.